All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, April 19th of 2023 here. The MLB main slate has already gotten going today. Uh, looks like we have a three-game NBA playoff slate as well as a four-game NHL playoff slate as well. And then we also have, you know, some good alternate slates for DK for the rest of the day here. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. Uh, been a little sick all week here. If you guys have been tuning in to the show, still trying to get over it. Uh, the throat is feeling a lot better, a little bit easier to talk, but um, still pretty congested. So uh, going to be taking my time on the show. Appreciate everybody's patience as I work through this sickness. But that being said, uh have a couple housekeeping things to touch on. A couple questions that came in yesterday. Uh, somebody asked why we don't have Sims for the Zurich Classic this week. And I went back to the team and um, I, I found out that it is indeed like a, one of the weird format weeks. It's team-based and um, the rounds alternate uh, with, I, I was told, foursomes and four balls. So just kind of like a weird format overall, uh, not something that we are set up to support at the moment, unfortunately. But when um, we return, hopefully back, to regular format, I I would imagine next week uh, we will have golf sims once again. And then there was one other question uh, from Mustafa asking about a series-long DFS, which is available over on DraftKings apparently. Uh, I asked the team about it, and the response I got is, is that, you know, we haven't done any um, full-fledged, like, uh, contest sims or or um looked into it really at all it's it's a big project it's something that we want to do in the future but unfortunately you know it's not something that uh we have a lot of data on we have uh so that that basically means like we don't have a lot of great advice about how to tackle it i i will say that i haven't seen too much content on it across the industry i i could be out of touch there um but you know, that kind of leads me to say, like, play the best plays is probably going to be um, one of your best options here. I think that you could um, do something interesting where, like, you know, obviously the series that are going on are already done. But, you know, once you figure out who moves on to the next round and they open up their next set of contests for series long, you could go back into the... um the series that played and then do like an average projection of all available players across the series. And then basically create like your own series projection rankings based on like what you saw previously. I mean, that's not going to take into account, you know, matchups and contextual um, projections, but it, it could give you like some type of series long starting point, And then you just uh, build your lineups, based on projected score essentially uh from what you saw in the previous 
series, but that's probably my best advice. We don't have a lot of data on it, so not going to be able to give anything that we like fully stand behind and have like back tested and know what works. All right. Uh, those were our two housekeeping items from yesterday. And lastly, uh, we are going to jump into our questions for today. We have one question that came in from support. And then it looks like we have like quite a few questions that came in in the Discord. So appreciate everybody dropping dropping questions in there and letting them sit until the show starts. Uh, but going to hit this first one from support, and then we will jump over. So this first question says... I've been playing with the sliders and stacking tools, but notice it's spinning out high-owned stacks. Is there a way I can view lower-owned stacks with the same upside? Okay, so good question here. So I'm going to build lineups as if we're building for this five-game afternoon slate that is going to be starting in about an hour or so here. Um, So let me just get some lineups going here, and then we can talk about this. But as far as the sliders. So we removed the ownership fade slider that was previously here. I don't think you're going to get a lot out of being able to like fade high owned stacks in your build settings by adjusting sliders or anything like that. It's really all going to come in the post build. So let's just build these lineups and then we will talk about it a little bit here. So our lineups are building. I'm just getting a drink of water really quickly here for our audio listeners. Don't want you to think that we have went MIA, uh, but but just letting these lineups run. So it looks like our 500 lineups are finishing up now. And uh, once these lineups slow, we'll get into the post build here. So now I'm in the post build. So depending on what slider settings you picked uh, is going to determine what Sabre score method you are automatically using here. So this is like a five-game small slate, and uh, we had it set to 10 to 50K entrance. There is an eye icon next to the Sabre score. You can click that, and then you can see what the Sabre score formula is using and then what is ultimately going to determine your like lower-owned stacks is this weight of your average adjusted ownership here. So at um, this level, it is a negative 0.8 weight here. You could look at what the options are for um, 50K. So that'll be like a higher weight on this average adjusted ownership. So if you're looking to get like off the chalk onto lower owned stacks, what I would do, like say you're playing a single entry, you know, maybe it's like 100 to 1K, but you're getting really chalky lineups. You don't want to play that. Um, I would just use a different Sabre score sorting metric that is going to value lower owned um, just put more weight on lower owned players. So essentially you'll get lower owned stacks by doing that. And then you can even look at, you know, these large slate ones and then see what the weights are for those. So just go into your Sabre scores, try and find the Sabre score with the highest uh, multiplier for your average adjusted ownership. That will be the easiest way to see lower owned stacks. And then we will get a timestamp recording of this answer over to you. Uh, back via support. All right, jumping over to the Discord here. And first question came in yesterday from K Polo. 
Question says, for MBAs, is it better to select rank or unique rank for fill method when importing lineups? Okay, good question here. Um, so I don't have a CSV for this slate here. I'll actually just show this on my um, owner's box main slate that I played about an hour ago and then show you guys the differences here as to what you can do for this. So going to jump over to owner's box and going to go over to the main slate that locked a little bit ago. So these are my, um, these are going to be my lineups that I built over on owner's box for today's slate. So let's say that um, I have two, well, okay. So I had three contests that I played, right? I played the 150 max, I played the flagship, and then this $3, um, I think it's like a $5 three max here. So your options under fill method are rank, unique rank, unique random, and exact. So what rank is going to do? So let, let's say that, you know, I want to fill these two contests here, the 12 max and the three max. If I use unique rank, what will happen is that the all 12 lineups will go into this 12 max here. And then I will put the first three lineups into this uh, second contest here, this three max. So it'll go one through 12, go into this uh, first contest. And then one, two, three, go into this next contest. Let's say I had a single entry here in this third contest here. This imaginary one that I'm talking about would get my number one lineup. And then if I had another single entry, it would get my number one lineup again. So what rank is going to do is it is going to treat every contest as an individual contest and then just use that lineup file and then start from the top every single time. Let's say that we want to use one of the unique fill methods. So then for this example, I'm going to say that maybe I built a 150 set here. And if I use unique rank, what will happen is that all 150 lineups will go into this 150 max. And then I will start, start over at the top. And then 1 through 12 will go into my next contest. But after that, it will not start over again. It will just continue on. So then lineups 13, 14, 15 from my 150 max will go into the next contest. And then say, you know, I had another contest. Lineup 16 will go into that one, lineup 17. So it will use all 150 lineups in descending order before reverting back to using lineup number one again. So this will use all 150 lineups uh, as they are available until it reuses lineup one. If you use unique random, instead of lineups one through 12 being used here, it, it can use any of the 150 lineups that were generated, but it can't reuse them until it runs out of lineups. So if I were to use unique random, basically it would uh, fill 12 here and then it would fill three, but it would not reuse any of the 12 that were already used. It would still continue to use uh, unique lineups until it runs out of available spots. So that is how these three fill methods work and then if you use exact it will identify how many lineups you built and then only fill contests that have that same matching number of entries so if you did exact um, it would skip the 12 and the 3 and then only put lineups into the 150 max here 
So that is what the fill methods are doing. All right, gonna hop back over to our um, other SaberSim account where we do office hours just because don't want it to mess up with any stuff that I have going on for today. Uh, so we are back. So I'm going to hit this next question. See some questions coming in the YouTube chat. We will get to all the questions before the end of the show, everybody. All right. Um, Casey had a question, said, would it be possible for you to demonstrate how you would set a rule for NBA that will only select players with a 20 plus minute projection. Thank you and keep up the great work. Uh, yep, happy to demo this for you here. All right, so if we go over to NBA, um, you can do this two ways. Frankly, I would probably not do this with a rule. I would just do this with a filter here. So what I would do is I would do a filter and then I would say show players with minutes greater than um, 19. So, you know, that way it shows them if they have 20 minutes. And then what this is going to do is it's going to remove all players. So it removes 60 players where their minutes didn't match that. So to check, you can just sort descending by minutes here. You can scroll down and then you can see where that cutoff is here. So right now um, I saw that Giannis was doubtful. So we have him at like a half projection. If he gets rolled in, uh, this will ultimately get bumped up. But you, you can see who you are disregarding. So this removes them from your player pool entirely. I think this is like the safer route to go. If you wanted to do it as a rule where this is like, you know, recurring. So the good thing about rules is that they carry over slate to slate. If it's a filter, um, what you can do is you can name this filter and then we could just say minutes greater than 20 here. And then you could save it. And then, so this will now be a saved filter where you could come in and just load it. But um, so, so that's one way to do it as a filter. Other way would be, do, would be a group rule. And then I would say group automatic. And then I would say use um, exactly zero. Well, actually, I don't know if I can do that. So, okay. So you technically can't do it this way. Um, so I would just do it as a filter and then you'll be good to go. But filter is the way to go on that one. All right. Uh, Jay Sams Jr. has a question. Said, what is a good way to calculate total bases for a batter? I use the Sims for my prop betting. Okay. So uh, I can't answer this question without plugging our prop plan. So if you are on the Sabresim Pro plan, you have this add-on option. Uh, it says NBA props. This is all props now. We have moved into MLB props this week. We have, you know, strikeout props, run props, hit props total basis props. So we have a lot of props uh, available. We had a really good NBA season. So if you're interested in props, you know, let us do all the hard work. Let us figure out, you know, win percentages and optimal bet sizes and unit recommendations. And then um, we're sending those out every day uh, in the morning to try and get the best lines. Uh, so take advantage of that. If you know, that is in the uh, bankroll for you. Uh, we're up like 40 units on the NBA season after only releasing it in January. But if you wanted to try and calculate total bases here in the app, um, good question. So my guess, actually, I don't know. So Jay Sam Jr., let me figure it out. Uh, I don't want to say that you would just add up all of these options here. 
Um, but it, but it's possible. So let me figure it out what the best way to do that for you is. But again, uh, take advantage of the prop plan. We do all of this work for you so you don't have to do it yourself. But let me circle back on that one. So make a note for myself, J. Sam's Jr. question. And then uh, Discord. All right. And I, I might just start a thread and respond to you uh, if I get that answer uh, after the show. All right. T-Bergs has a lengthy question, which I'm happy to work through here and get an answer out for. So this one says, is there any way to exercise more control over stacking rules created in the rules tab pre-build? For example, let's say I want all my lineups to have minimum two stack as a secondary stack, and I'm okay with either four or five stacks as the primary. Pretty straightforward. I set one rule for the primary, one rule for the secondary, but it gets complicated if I want to only use at least a three stack as the secondary infielder, the primary, or, or I'm sorry. So it says use at least a three stack as the secondary if the primary is a four stack for any given lineup, meaning I want to only see four threes, four fours, five twos, five three construction. But if I set the secondary stack at three, then that eliminates all five two constructions since the second stack has to be at least three. Is there any way to go about accomplishing what I'm describing pre-build? I basically want to be able to set rules that allow only four threes, four fours, five twos, five threes in my pool for the sake of the example. And then um, added, I'm aware I can filter stacks post-build, but don't like doing it there necessarily because I'm eliminating possible viable lineups from the pool I'm trying to accomplish it pre-build. Okay, so good question here. Um, The simple answer is that, you know, you're doing it the right way. So you should have one rule as your primary stack that says at least four here, at least at least four. I think basic is fine. It, you have advanced options where if you care about um, positions as far as like um, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfielder, et cetera, or pitcher options along with your stack. But I think basic is fine. So I would just set one rule, like you said, for basic. And then I would set a second rule for your secondary where it says at least two. So then this will make sure you get at least a four, two in every lineup. And then you're basically just going to have to handle this in the post build here. Um, So if I were to come in here, make mine two changes, we could just see what it looks like. But you should basically get four, two or better. So four threes, four fours, five twos, five threes should be, or, um, should be all your constructions. I think that this, these two rules in combination should give you enough options to be able to get there. And then I saw that you said, you know, you could build 1500 lineups. Um, I'm only building 500 here. And, you know, from, from, from those two rules, you get five twos, five threes. The only ones you wouldn't want to see are these four two twos and these four twos. So you do get rid of some lineups here. Um, but I think that, you know, this is going to get you close enough to what you want. I would say that 
um, just as a disclaimer, you know, your stack types, um, if you were to come in here and start unchecking stack types or only checking certain stack types, it doesn't work as good as the rules do. So the rules will work much better. The way this stack types work are different than the way the rules work. Um, it's something that we want to work on in the future to make it a little um, closer together to work a little more efficiently here. But I, I would just be careful using stack types. I think rules are going to be your best friend. Um, but unfortunately, I think that the way you're doing it now is the closest that it's going to be to working properly. I still think that you're left with plenty of lineup options here in the post build. Um, one thing that I would probably suggest is that once you get to the post build, go to your stack types, go to the stack types you don't want to see, use the plus icon, go to the pool, and then just bulk trash these. And then you can just quickly get rid of all these lineups that you don't want to see. So then I'm just going to bulk trash the four twos and the four two twos from the pool. And then now when I go um, back here to my lineups, I have an effective pool of only the stacks that I want to see. So that was a really easy way of quickly trashing 178 lineups that you don't want to play. All right. Next question here from Kevlar. Um, this looks like a feature request. Happy to walk through it though. Question says, is it possible to have a column added to MLB slates that shows handedness for pitchers and batters would be helpful to be able to quickly sort slash eliminate players you don't want in lineups. Thanks. Um, okay. So I'm happy to take this back as a feature request and let the team know that you are asking for that. So Kevlar 87 feature request discord. I will get that logged and get that back to the team. All right. Uh, we have a uh, future traveler here. The year is 2090. So somebody from the future going to be binking all the slates here asked, what's the best method to use SaberSim to select a lightning lineup on owner's box? And is it possible to build out a specific tool within SaberSim to generate optimal lineups to select versus the owner box house projections besides using the Sims for selecting an entry? Do you have any other tips and tricks to maximize wins on that gameplay style things okay so i will also take this back as a feature request uh year 2090 discord for supporting uh lightning lineups so I've, I've dabbled with this a little bit myself i will give you a couple tips that i try to follow when i do this so usually it's like eight if you guys are not familiar with the lightning option uh, over on owner's box it's basically they give you a uh, a, a three-player lineup and they give you eight options and then you have to or they give you different range of options depending on what payout you want but then you get like eight lineup eight lineups to choose from you need to pick the lineup that is going to score the most points and then if you pick that lineup that's going to score the most points you get a payout on like a multiplier scale so like might be five dollars to win twenty five dollars um, if you pick the highest scoring lineup from this set of lineups. So first thing that, that I'm looking for when I do that is I'm looking for which lineups are correlated. So from like the eight set of lineups that you get, only a few of them will have a team stack on them. So automatically I'm, I'm saying, okay, what lineup has at least two players from the same team? And then I'm narrowing that down. So I might go from like eight lineups to two or three lineups. And then from those two or three lineups, 
now it's kind of easier to do like uh, to go into the app and like cross check. So then from there you can say, okay, you know um, what teams are being stacked, you know, what are the team, what are the run totals for those teams? Uh, what are the projections for those players? So let's say that, you know, you get two lineups that are correlated. One has a San Diego stack. One has a Mets stack. I might just go with the Mets stack because the Mets have a higher run total here. Um, another thing is that, you know, they're the away team, so they're guaranteed all 27 outs. Um, it's not so much a d- big deal with San Diego being like a dog here, but, you know, if, if San Diego was like the favorite by a run, you know, they, they might lose some at-bats uh, if they're winning the game. So just like some small things to take advantage of, but just remember that correlation and stacking are always important in baseball regardless of the format that you are playing. So for the Lightning lineups, still find correlation, still take advantage of it is my best advice. All right, that is all the questions in the Office Hours channel. Jumping over to the YouTube chat here. Uh, Shane had a question, said any recommended key points of research for MLB? Uh, So specifically, no. I would say that, you know, one thing that I do is I run research builds. So, you know, I will do this like, call it like a modified correlation build where I'll decrease correlation by like half and then see what stacks are still popping up with correlation reduced. So, you know, not no correlation, um, but but not full correlation. So with some correlation, what stacks are still popping, I'll even do a 0-9 build for pitchers and see what pitchers are popping. Uh, that is really the extent of my research that I'm doing, aside from checking weather. The Roto Grinders weather dashboard run by Kevin Roth is, is a great uh, research tool. Um, I'm not really double counting any weather, but I think it's important to know where like the risks are. And um, especially like on like a pitcher basis, I think we had, we had a, we had a slate a couple of days ago where like the San Francisco Detroit game got postponed and um, they had initially just like delayed it. Then they delayed it, delayed it. And then they ultimately ended up postponing it. And then the Baltimore Chicago game was like, delayed but then that one ultimately ended up playing so just be aware of like those weather scenarios um can can be a little tricky there but as far as research i'm, I'm really not doing anything beyond that uh banks larry said what's your top stack today uh so for for uh the main slate today you know i um i like to do a little different stuff so so if you guys saw i'd like a couple different builds ram when i was showing you guys my owner's box lineups for today uh, in my 150 max, I just really trust the builder, set my menu uniques and uh, look at stack types, kind of set it and forget it in the flagship where it's like only um, 12 lineups. I like to get a little more leverage. Uh, first place is a little more money in those. So for my 150 max, I was like all over the chalk with St. Louis and Pittsburgh. But then in my um, second build, I had targeted more of i took some leverage spots on cleveland on philly i think on the mets and on atlanta so we'll see how those work out tried to get a little different we will see what ends up happening i saw that st louis was crushing um early in the game actually i saw that it was three to two so even arizona had a home run here i thought arizona was an interesting play as well here so it should be an interesting slate gotta love some day baseball slates all right, Franklin said, hey, Andrew, is there a way to stack a pitcher with at least one batter on the same team? Thanks. Uh, yes, so there is a way to do that now with the advanced stacking rules here. 
So what I would do is go to stack, um, go to advanced, and then say use at least one pitcher, and then and then I would say this uses greater than or equal to uh, where it shows catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfielder, and uh, do a stack roll that looks like this. So stack advance, pitcher equals one. Um, this like multi-position line is greater than or equal to one, and then just save that rule. And then now you will get a pitcher with at least one batter from the same team with the option of having more. So I think giving the builder that flexibility, that option is ultimately a good thing. All right. Noah has a question. Hey there, wondering if Sabersim has the ability to do tiers for NBA on DraftKings. Um, so I will take that back as a feature request as well as well uh, tier support. And um, happy to let the team know that people are asking for it. And then second question, does it take into account current injury designations? Um, so for NBA, uh, yes, we do have like NBA injury designations. Uh, these are updated throughout the day as players become probable, as players get ruled out, as players are questionable, doubtful, whatever it may be. Uh, so we are aware of current injury designations. And then once these lineups are confirmed, the teams will get a little green check mark, and then the statuses will move to a green check as well, confirming that they are in the starting lineup. Neil said, can't you just uncheck the stack types you don't want in step one? So this is a question from earlier. Um, you can, Neil, but but like I talked about, it just works a little differently here. It doesn't work exactly like the rules, so it could just be a little um, trickier. It, it might not work 100% of the time is, is kind of my point. So something that we want to look into on our side, it's a, it's a technical issue. All right. Um, question here, Noah said, does Sabershim show if two stacks – within one game is more optimal than two stacks over multiple games or is that just whatever the top lineups that get popped out and then second question does saber sim show uh it's actually the same question okay so so yeah so let's go over to mlb we'll talk about this a little bit here so i, I wouldn't say that like well op, optimal is an interesting word i guess is like the right uh an interesting question here so basically what you're going to see, and, and this is the build that I'll, I'll go back to this other build. We ran that build with our rule on here, but what you're going to see, if you go over to stack types, um, if you sort by pool, you're going to see the stack types that show up most often. So what Sayer Sim is saying is like, Hey, for this um, contest type that we chose this 20 max, this GPP, this 10 to 50 K entrance. Uh, we think that, you know, five twos are probably going to be, well, five twos show up the most. So what I would conclude is that, hey, five twos are generally a good stack for this contest type. But interestingly enough, they're not our top exposure of these five threes are. So what SaberSim is saying, like, hey, you know, five twos are correlated, but five threes are probably are, are even more correlated because you're adding that third player to that secondary stack and it actually likes that more from a from an ev perspective so although you know this five two shows up more often in the pool um the five threes show up more often at the top of the pool so when saber score went in and graded these it pushed more five threes to the very top of the pool so um these these very highly stacked lineups are going to be your best friend in this contest type i think you let the stack types kind of give you some information as to what type of stacks you want to play on any given slate size, um, contest size, etc. 
Larry said, I meant on the late slate stack. Uh, not sure, man. Uh, you know, run, run a research build and uh, get, get some thoughts. But, uh, you know, like the way I would figure that out, I would run a research build. Um, I would come in here. I would look at team stacks. And then I, I just like to scroll through these stack types. You know, let's look at our five stacks. I like to look at the pool. Um, Mets look great as a five stack. And then I, I would scroll through here, see what all of our stacks are. I, I don't just go straight to all uh, because, you know, you can say like, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh looks pretty good, right? But maybe Pittsburgh is like all your two stacks, right? And then you're like, okay, you know, Pittsburgh looks good. Yeah, but but they're not um, popping as much as the Mets, right? So Mets are great. Uh, you know, might be uh, a go Mets day. I'm, I'm, I'm a Dodger fan myself, a little biased, but it is okay for the Dodgers to lose if we win some GPPs along the way. All right, everybody, uh, those were all the questions that came in via support, Discord, uh, YouTube chat. Appreciate everybody tuning in here. Uh, starting to feel a little bit more like myself uh, uh, as as the days go on further in the week. So hopefully I'll be back to full health here pretty soon. Looks like Neil has one last question. It says, hopefully this doesn't come off as a magic setting question, but is the general recommendation for mini Neeks still the max minus one? I've been basically maxing them out as high as I can for MLB. Uh, so Neil, you know, this is a fine question. It, it's really user dependent. Um, no, nothing wrong with maxing it out. Uh, nothing wrong with using no mini uniques or, or leaving mini uniques at one here. So I know that Jordan in, in a lot of his content that he puts out, he likes to say, you know, max it out, see how high you can go and then set it uh, one back from there essentially here. So this is pretty cool. We're already at seven mini uniques. At eight, we run out. So then, you know, you would set it at seven. Um, I would be fine with it at seven. You're only at lineup 238 out of your pool. Um, I I do something different. I like to start with about half of my lineup, see if I'm comfortable with the exposures that I'm getting on a stack basis, on a team basis, et cetera, here. Uh, we're getting a ton of Mets. So, you know, I might even bump it, bump it up to try and decrease some of the Mets stacks naturally here. Much more comfortable with 55%. Um, but you just kind of got to find the setting that makes you comfortable. People come and ask me, Hey, you know, I felt way too spread out. Um, should I lower my mini uniques? Like the answer is yes. If you feel too spread out, you should, or if you feel that you have too much risk, uh, to any one team pitchers, et cetera, you should increase it more or, you know, handle it by directly affecting min and max exposures. So, um, you know, like you said, there's like no right answer. I've talked to good players who don't use this. I've talked to good players who do use this. So it's really a uh, tool. It is not something that you have to use. I just want to make that specific point clear. Um, yeah. So, so this is the only thing that I think about, you know, whether I'm going too deep into my pool, I really let my pool kind of guide me as to what setting I want to use. But I think at seven, it was perfectly fine. No more than halfway into your pool or just about half. Noah said, thanks for today. Yeah, man. Happy to help. Uh, that is what I'm here for. And then Last question, does Saberson do hockey? We'd love to see what it does for stacking for hockey. Uh, yes. So we do have hockey here. So if you go over to sports, uh, drop down, you go over to NHL, you will see, you know, the main slate as well as alternate slates, showdowns. We support hockey uh, fully here. And, um, you know, I think Saberson, with the simulations that we have with simming, um, with our, you know, game sims, that we get really good understanding of player range of outcomes player correlations uh, within teams here. And that ultimately helps us to build strong lineups. So check us out. Hockey product is good. 
And then if you have any questions uh, in the Discord, you know, drop a question in the NHL channel. We have a lot of sharp hockey users that use the product and we'd be happy to chime in and, and give you a response. But good questions today, everybody. We'll be right back tomorrow. Until then, take care. Good luck in your lineups. I will see you. Bye.